fiddle with some levels. It was literally that same thing we say all the time. There's one more button. One more button. And it was the one more button that I hadn't touched Ron's yet. Ron's flying his own Airbus over there, seriously. Fuck Airbus! <laughs> Dude, truthfully though, when I finally got all the, the 737 stuff done on the sim, I got in that motherfucker and... I have not flown for probably about, at this point, about two years. Damn. And no, it is not like riding a bicycle. <laughs> you don't just immediately pick up. And I sat there for like a half an hour, 45 minutes, something like that. And I couldn't start the fucking engines. <laughs> I'm like, like... Batteries. Batteries. Thank you. Fuel. Yep. <laughs> Packs <laughs> off. Like, okay. APU good. APU bleed on. It's Packs on. off. I'm on them. Everything's cool. And Push I go. And turn the engine crank switch. I go ground, and then I'm looking down at the the MFD, and it's like it ain't moving, and it's not moving, and I'm like, did I forget to add air? And I'm in in you know uh, VR, right? So I'm literally twirling my head around this freaking cockpit, like. Well, the good news is on a 7.3, it's all above you. Most, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, I, what did I miss? It's probably something stupid. Something stupid and something basic. It's one switch. I mean, yeah. Right, right. I'm like, okay, you've got electrical power. The APU's running. Fuel pumps are on. Fuel pumps are on. I mean, the fuel pumps would just, you know, it would just crank and crank and crank without anything, but it's not even turning. Right. Like, like, well, literally no out? activity no you i didn't I, no i i rage quit <laughs> oh my god i was like, so, it's only so many things it can be <laughs> and i went through the list a lot of the list like in my head just kind of sitting there and eventually i was just like rage quit we got electrical we've got fuel we've got air i can't think of what else you would need packs were off yeah that like, was if you bleeds on packs are off so all the air the APU's making can go right to the engine starter yep nope <laughs> nope. I, I, nope to this day still don't know what I did or what I didn't do <laughs> I guess in in this this thing so I've got to go through the whole flow again and figure out what the fuck I missed and then learn the flows again <laughs> so I'll drink to that launcha. <laughs> Uh, once again, Ron's drinking an I ain't because I gotta, you know, pay the bills tomorrow. Yep, yep, yep. Speaking of paying the bills, mm. not it has nothing to do with football. <clears throat> so I sent Drew a photo mm. about a half an hour ago. The project progresses because that's when I finished it about a half an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> and then, he, that's why he left the that's why he left the levels whacked out because he had other stuff he was working on yes i was like ah oh, yes i'm done oh wait i forgot i need to yeet myself into the other room <laughs> so that, i'm on the wrong computer i'm on the wrong computer for this it's, i was not doing designing on this machine um so all of you as long as you um, know that I am in the middle of, of doing computer doing guitar thingies, <laughs> making git fiddles. And, uh, the very first customer is also my partner and 
That's my boy, Drew, right here. And he is getting the first one. Well, I got a CNC machine. And it's going to make uh, cuts just beautifully. I've already done, as I showed you all on the show last time. By the way, the wood is still sitting here on my desk. The test. (laughs) The test. uh, The test log. (laughs) Yeah, the test plywood. Yes. Uh, And I went ahead and I did the 3D rendering of the guitar so that I could put it into that CNC machine and it will cut it like a boss. And I shall show it to you now. And of course, it's, you know, low because of the stupid logo. God damn it. I can't fix that. Anyway. Uh, so there we go. Uh, the, <laughs> all of this, my dear Drew, all of this was easy because mm-hmm. I had already sketched it. I just needed to make sure that it was 100% exactly where it needed to be. Um, you know, dimensionally and such. Mm-hmm. Why did I have a guitar pick on me? Mm-hmm. All right, we'll go over <laughs> that later. Hey, Ron finds <laughs> random shit in his pocket. No, it was on my, like my shoulder or my face or something. I scratched my what? nose and and one fell over. And I'm like, <laughs> moving on anyway. Ron, a guitar pick in your hair. Yeah, that's, I mean, what? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. uh all of that was relatively easy. I got to learn that pretty quick, and it's like any other 3D program I've ever used. But nice. then, when I when I got, when I got to wanting to do these body relief cuts, right, roundovers and and the body cuts, so you know, for like your arm relief and your body relief and and making it look sexy and stuff like that, uh, the hand cut, you know, um, for your hand to reach the upper frets and such. And when I got to that point, I I looked like that SpongeBob meme. Which one? There's like forty. The one of him in the uh, the loincloth, you know, as a as a uh, caveman. caveman. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I went through so many different things on the internet <laughs> trying to figure out how to do it, and then there was this one guy. And I wish I had saved it so I could give him props. Uh, or at least I wish I had it. Oh, I can't. I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. I don't want to play it. I just Imagine need the info. Fuck that. off. Austin <laughs> Austin Shaner on YouTube. If you are working in Fusion 360 from Autodesk, go to his channel. He is awesome. Now, he also, he, he's a guitarist, you know, or a luthier as well, but he can, uh, like, what you learn from him can be applied to fucking anything. Like, anything at all. So, definitely recommend uh, his uh, his channel, because it was awesome. But aside from that, um, there was some of machining, it, all sorts of interesting, uh, useful objects. Oh, dude. I am, I'm like... I will make all the things. <laughs> Dead serious. I will make all the things. God damn it. Mm. I was just really happy. Going back to the screen here. I was just really happy that, as you can see, the the um, 
top, the body's top, mm-hmm. that's yours. Um, that's the one that's literally for you for your guitar and the cool thing is that the center line puts itself right exactly where it's supposed to be Yay! and so it's as representative as humanly possible the only thing and I wish I could figure out how to do this the only thing that's it's off slightly is this line here the top is only going to be um, I think it's an eighth inch thick mm-hmm so even in the roundovers, it's all one piece. So the blue is not going to come this far down, right? It's just going to be on the top and there'll be a bleed. So I don't know exactly how to do that. However, <laughs> it's beast mode. So there you go. Enjoy. Nice. Enjoy. God damn it. I can't turn it off. There we go. <laughs> so yes. All right. Drewby. You. Why in the blue fuck did they just four days hours ago? Four days later, or four? What? Yeah. Finally, shoot down the balloon, literally from China. Yeah, I mean, we spotted the. Apparently, the official story is they spotted this some bitch over the Aleutian Islands. Yes, that's the North Pacific. And allegedly, Brandon said, shoot it down back on Wednesday. <clears throat> and the generals said no. I'm like, okay, you're now, the official story is that the commander-in-chief issued an order to the generals that is completely lawful and in accordance with the Constitution, and they said no. Yeah, you really this isn't, can't do oh, that. launch a nuke. No, shoot down this unidentified aircraft that's heading for U.S. airspace. Let's go back to uh, 13 days, right? We'll go <laughs> back to President Kennedy. Yeah. Where those same generals wanted to, like, blow up all of Cuba, right? And start World War III complete with nothing but nukes Yeah. that were in Cuba. When the president said, fuck you, we're no. not doing you don't. Yeah, you guys don't drop a goddamn bomb of any kind until I tell you to. And heads rolled after that whole week. Yeah. Two weeks. Heads rolled. He was yeah, the president of the United States, the guy who constitutionally is the commander in chief of the military, was fighting with the military over who gave the orders when the Constitution clearly spelled it out. Like uh, how the, the the programs and stuff like that. The movie, by the way, 13 Days. Fantastic. Excellent. Excellent movie. Excellent and film. you can pretty much follow all the things that happen in the movie from history books. Just about. Because reasons. So, like, while they were talking to the Kremlin and all of a sudden they start lighting off nukes. Like it's their own yeah. private fourth of fourth of July. Yeah, we got Operation Dominant going on over in the fucking Pacific, and nobody bothered to say, "Hey, maybe put a pause." Yeah, pause on, on the fucking on tests, blowing shit up with nukes. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, you. we're doing atmospheric nuclear testing. Hey, while we're in the middle of a very tense situation involving nuclear weapons, maybe don't test them. Maybe, maybe wait a week that. or two until you know CNC gives you the green light again. Yeah. But no, they're they're lighting them off like it's their own private Fourth of July. Yeah. <laughs> and granted, this is around the same time that the Soviets tested the Tsar Bomba, biggest nuclear weapon ever detonated. True. 
So, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, we could have paused that for like two, three weeks, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, they were literally. <laughs> so this kind of, you know, defused. Yeah, the military as well, I guess the military and, and uh, uh, Khrushchev uh, were having pissing contests. Yeah. My like, dick's And he's like, am I the fucking president or what? Yeah. <laughs> so now the official story this week with the balloon is, according to Brandon as of a couple hours ago, I gave the order to shoot it down back on Wednesday, and they said no. I'm like, so what do you give gonna- an order to your military that you're the commander in chief of, or do you say, I think we ought to shoot it down? Oh, no, here's a reason why we shouldn't, <laughs> and they convinced you to change your mind. Which version is it? Right, because you, you're going to need to tell us, because there's a big difference between them both. Yeah. Between it's those like, two. oh, I had the idea to shoot it down on Wednesday, and they said it's probably not a good idea, versus I explicitly ordered them to, and they said no. Yeah, there's two different that, things That's two going on. very different scenarios, and we need to be very clear as to which it was. You're either lying to 330 million people right now. Which, uh, yeah, honestly, I'm gonna, that makes I'm going to error sense. on that side, exactly. <laughs> I was like, that makes total sense. <laughs> or pretty much everybody standing in that room that said that need to go to Leavenworth. Yeah. Starting with Millie and all the rest of them. Yeah. I mean, this is the same General Milley who explicitly said he would call his opposite number in China and let them know before we started attacking China two years ago. Yeah. This is in the aftermath of January 6th during the next two weeks. And yes, not only is he not breaking rocks in Leavenworth right now, motherfucker's still in the chairman of the Joint Chiefs or whatever his fucking job is right now. Mark Milley. Yeah. I'm kind of at a at a loss for words here. Not gonna lie. Yeah, that's that when I first what read about this fuck? and get this. Now I hear the same fucking thing happening again where it's like, hey, China's involved and we're not gonna, you know, do the right thing and actually, you know, stand up to these murdering commie motherfuckers. How huh. long you know, after shooting it down, how long do you think until they say, Oh, we've dis- discovered a new strain of, of COVID nineteen? Really? I'm like, oh, let's let this thing cross the entire continental United States and then shoot the fucker down. And y'all and do by the realize, way, you know, amazing, it's amazing how we had 4K fucking video of an F-22 shooting this thing down. And why do we not have any highlight reels from Ukraine? Right, a hundred billion dollars, and this is the first war in my lifetime that hasn't had a nightly highlight <laughs> reel of fucking fireworks. What the hell, man? What is what's the deal with this shit? Even in Syria and in Yemen, all in the in Bosnia, every fucking conflict, even the ones we're not the yeah, Desert Storm being the biggest example. We've got a fucking highlight reel. There's video everywhere of warheads going off. Yeah, here and in uh um in um in Ukraine, all the video that you see are from fighters videos from their cell phones and there's no firing yeah of anything it's just dudes out there in the middle of nowhere. you don't actually see them hey we shot a javelin and we fucking took out a tank or we shot a stinger and we took out a fucking helicopter nope none of that shit nope we had yeah we had footage like that in afghanistan in the 80s yeah where's the fucking highlight reel a hundred billion dollars and counting that we're shoveling into this fucking thing, and we don't even get a highlight reel for our money? 
So not too long ago, I think I had told you. Um, I, actually, I think it was on the show. So yet again, linger longer. Um, I told you that I had come up with the mathematics for us to feed, clothe, give comfortable uh, accommodations to... Yeah, basic living accommodations. Shelter. Every known homeless person in the United States. That's not an illegal alien. Correct. (laughs) We're talking U.S. citizens here. Yeah. Yes. It would cost, and I did more math here, it would cost $100 a year per working person in the United States. We have about 165 Add $100 a year to each of our tax bills on average. Correct. And and honestly, I'd be I'd rather be the person that did it from just like a, you know, like a third party 5013C, you know. Yeah, really, donate through a charity. Uh, a, a legit charity, not one of those bullshit tax shelters that spends a whopping 9% of their total income exactly. on actual charitable activities exactly. like the Clinton Foundation and Bono's bullshit. Just saying. Uh, it would cost $100 per human, uh, uh, per working person. Per, ta- in the yeah, United per taxpayer. Per taxpayer in the United States. $100 per year. And that would build all of the, that number would actually go down quite a bit after the initial yeah. like, first two years, I think. Yeah, hell, you can do a hundred dollars a year on maintenance costs and give them a better quality of life. Exactly. Just keep, just keep the hundred as is every year. And that's all you'd need to make those services available. Twenty-four by seven. Security, food, services. Everything we you spend need. a lot more than that on defense, and literally, we had F 22s in Alaska, the same airplane we just used to shoot this fucking thing down off South Carolina. We have them in Alaska, based at Elmendorf Air Force Base. They could have easily snuffed this fucker out on Wednesday if they actually had been given the order. Right. We wait till this thing crosses the continental United States, assuming all it's doing is listening and it's not dispensing anything. If we all die, start dying in the next couple of days. Oh, here's the fun part. I actually saw the fucker with my own eyes yesterday. Yeah. I was flying from Chicago to Phoenix. We're at 32,000 feet. Air traffic control calls up and says, hey, uh, uh, check out your 11 o'clock. Uh, There's a derelict balloon. That is what they called it. A that is derelict A derelict balloon. balloon. I'm like, oh, yeah, I see it because it's white and it's a clear blue sky. So it stands out. And the sky is darker blue at higher altitudes, folks. Right. So, yeah, it really stood out. I'm like, oh, fuck, there it is. Clear as day. Took I got a pictures picture of it. it. Got pictures of it. And I asked, I was like, oh, yeah, we got it in sight. Hey, uh, by the way, is this that Chinese spy balloon we've been hearing about on the news? And the official word from ATC was no comment. No comment. Uh, and yes, I wasn't the was only so one good. who asked. There was somebody. We were, sta- we were on the same frequency for a while, and he was giving other planes... Traffic alerts about this thing too. The reason we had to know about it because it was about sixty thousand feet. This thing was at. We're you know that's well above the vast majority of any aircraft flying over the U.S. Certainly anything civilian. But if this thing suddenly pops and starts descending, it then becomes and you're flying underneath it. Your problem. <laughs> it very much becomes your problem. So the official word from them was it was above fifty thousand feet. 
They didn't have an actual altitude on it. But I would assume that came from somebody in a Gulfstream or something who was flying at 50,000 feet, got it inside and said, yeah, it's above us. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it was, I think it said, according to the, it they sent an F-22 after it, they shot a Sidewinder at it, took it out, and I think they said it was at 58,000 feet when that they took it out. Itty-bitty little white dot. Itty-bitty white dot. There's a reflection of pieces of paper on the windshield beneath it. That's what that all that is. But, yeah, that white dot up there. Ah. There, oh, there it was. I mean, it literally is just a white ball. Yes. And didn't you say earlier in our chat that they were estimating size to be a couple of buses? Like two or three city buses. I'm like, that's a substantial size. And then I saw a really good high-res photo of it that somebody took. And it looks like a model <laughs> of the International Space Station. Exactly. This fucking thing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I got to. Yeah, it's like the first picture I ever saw of it was like really fuzzy, and it was like one of the ones that like the initial pictures that from uh, the ground in Montana when they first spotted this thing. And apparently, they were just gonna not bother to tell anybody about it until somebody fucking spotted the thing with <laughs> with a telescope. Somebody was looking up from the ground, like, "Hey, what the hell is that? Oh, water balloon!" And then somehow the government decided, "Yes, it's from China." I'm like, "Okay." um... <laughs> Yeah, uh, curious shit how this narrative unfolded over the last 48 hours. Exactly. Uh, here we go. Here's here's the good, well, obviously black and white, but it's good pic, good photo of it. Browser. This one. Go. Yep. Pretty much looks like a model of the internet. Now, there's a couple of different ones I've seen. There's another one that had like two arms going out at 90 degree angles from the center. There's that, and then there's like there were like two more arms that stretched out. Let me see. There's one of the meme pictures I found, but it was what I'm presuming is the same device. Uh, uh, isn't our isn't in our group? It might it might have been in our group. Yeah, there it is. There we go. Yeah, you see, it's a you see those two extra arms in the middle. Those look like radio. Um, well, yeah, radio they're, just, they're trusses of some kind. I was like, but uh, trusses. But for if you radio. look at that other picture, they're gone. That's true. I'm like, wait a minute. And the things on the end of the solar panels are gone, too. Those little diamond-shaped deals. Well, this looks like, because of the way that it's flipped over like this, this almost looks like it's AI-generated. Almost, yeah. That looks that looks fake as fuck. Yeah, that right there, I'm not entirely, yeah. But the other photos, you see, I'm like, okay, there's more, there's more substance to the structure of this thing. Yeah. That's a but yeah, photograph. that looks like a like a knockoff of the International Space Station hanging underneath the sucker. And I'm always thinking, like I saw when I saw this earlier, I'm like, all right, those are great solar panels to give it power. Yeah. Except for the fact that the balloon is blocking all of the sunlight. Eh, it'll it'll do. I mean, I'm sure they can rotate <laughs> them and you know get ideal shit. And again, it doesn't have to be 24 seven. If they got battery packs on there, they can use those to charge them up. And depending on what this thing was freaking doing. Depends on how much power it needed. And I love how they waited until it was over water to yeah, blow it up. That excuse, I actually had called that yesterday. I was talking was with, with my captain. He goes, why don't they just shoot it down? I'm like, well, if they shot it down over Montana, it probably wouldn't have hurt too many things. You might have killed a cow. Right. Uh, the closer it gets to the East Coast, they decide to shoot it down then. That's more of an issue of, hey, why the fuck did you send the parts of a Sidewinder missile coming through the fucking roof of my car? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. 
So they what is it? Us some... It's out over the water, so it's highly unlikely to hurt anybody. Isn't it some it's back cr- over? Yeah, some crazy number like seventy percent of our population population lives over here with me. I think it's like it's it's like close two thirds of the population is east of the Mississippi. Yeah, yeah, Something like that. Yeah, even though we've got <laughs> Dallas, Houston, L.A., San Francisco, Seattle, Denver, Phoenix, all west of the Mississippi, but apparently. All the other shit east of it is enough to balance it all out. Well, I can say this just because I've lived here my whole life. It is a continuous city. We we talked about this on the show like a year From or so like ago. It New was the York. night picture. Yeah. Yeah, it was that picture of the U.S. at night. You're like, why is everybody living here? Why is it like nothing over here? I'm like, well, water sources. Yeah, we talked about the water sources. And then I also uh, was listening to, a, a, I don't even know what it was. Uh, uh, about that but you know the natural thing where the mountains create you know and when i say mountains i don't mean the rolling hills known as the the appalachians i'm talking about the the rockies the rockies make such a drastic change about our our weather patterns and where we can grow things and where it's easy to to you know how do i say this uh, logistics are easier, things yeah. like that. You don't have to cross thirty thousand foot. You know, <laughs> well, it's, yeah, the, the to terrain tw- is a lot flatter. Fifteen thousand foot to transport stuff. Whole lot easier exactly. to build stuff on flat ground. Exactly, and you know, so they're going to be like, all right, we're going to stay over here where it's more simple. And where does the population pick up again on the other side where it's flat again? Yeah, you get closer to the water, and. Like you, yeah, exactly. Water over on that side, and then there's big shipping ports and sort of you know yeah, an, commerce and all that commerce. other stuff. It's like, yeah. Oh yeah, you've got to have something to drive whole, the growth of a big city. Whole industry over there, like you know Seattle and and Alaska, they're run by fishing and Seattle Tech, obviously. Um, but the the Rockies, yeah, they really do kind of break up that capability for people to be able to do those things. But there's trade offs. And there was a good video that I was watching about how uh, I think we sent it in our our chat is where it came from talking about why nobody can really get into the country to attack the country like on foot. <laughs> really can't. <laughs> oh, do that. they can. They're pouring across the fucking southern border like it's the start of the Boston Marathon. Th- this is true. And Christ knows what they're bringing with them. I mean, didn't we just find like a bunch of guys on the terrorist watch list or a bunch of Chinese nationals who were making it across the southern border? I'm like, they didn't swim here from China. They didn't swim to Mexico. They did not swim across the Pacific to Mexico from China. And then just waltz across the fucking border. And we just happened to catch these two. And what is it, like half of them are getting away these days? Mm-hmm. So we got literally the entire population of Chicago has poured into this country in the last two years maybe that's what the the balloon was doing it was doing an audit of how much how uh <laughs> their troops were stationed <laughs> they, yeah they chipped all their citizens and this is the yeah okay yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> no i'm like this sounds like a since we literally just let this fucking thing into the country and just let it fly over the whole thing i'm like that's the first thought about in my mind is what is optimum burst height for an emp yeah i remember you talking about that it's a little higher than where this thing was flying it's like no it needs to be I think it's like 30 miles minimum, and this is only 12. <laughs> yeah, this thing was barely 10 miles. I'm like, no, it needed to be a little higher than that for an EMP to work, but I still wouldn't want to. Yeah, they can still just cut the nuke loose and let it drop. 
or whatever. Okay, folks, think about this. Literally, Japan did this exact thing to us during World War II. They literally lofted balloons off of their submarines off our Pacific coast with bombs hanging off of them and literally decided, okay, we're just going to drop random bombs on the U.S. just as literal terror weapons. So, folks, like, this shit's been done before. And we know China's got plenty of fucking weapons stacked up. It's like, I know they can afford to part with a few of them for the gain it might give us. But, again, why? I'm like, it seems like a really uncontrollable way to try to hit a precision target. I mean, they might, this thing, like, yeah, the wind is literally carrying this sucker. But, from up there, a camera. Yeah. That will give them such detailed information. I mean, stuff that, that's not even like available on the internet. I'm I'm willing to bet their spies have probably gotten satellite technology up to the point where literally it's as good as what we had 20 years ago, if not better. And the shit we had 20 years ago could read your fucking license plate from low Earth orbit. This is true. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm like, I don't think you'd get that much more percentage on doing the balloon camera thing. Electronic intelligence sounds about right. <laughs> Dispersing a biological or chemical agent. That sounds like something you could do this way. It's like, oh, yeah, we just start. And now I'm hearing reports of other balloons that are popping up. There's always one over Canada. And there's one over Mexico. There's like another one out over the Pacific that's heading this way. And I'm sitting here going. Uh, and on top of that, our fucking secretary of state is supposed to be visiting Beijing this week. And I'm looking at all this, and it was an invited trip. Allegedly, Xi Jinping asked Brandon at the G20 summit in Indonesia a couple months ago, hey, why don't you send the Secretary of State over here for an official visit with the President of China? And the same week that's scheduled to happen, all this is going on. Some shady shit going on here, folks. Meanwhile, at the same time, Project Veritas is now uncovering that Pfizer has been Continuing the bioweapon development, we <laughs> we really didn't get a chance to talk about that last week. We really didn't. <laughs> and that's that, that's some earth-shaking news right there, folks. Is Oh, yeah, we always assumed that COVID was a bioweapon developed in a lab in China, and either it got out or they deliberately unleashed it on the world. Either way, they were doing research they shouldn't have been, and it was funded by Fauci's frickin' research grant. And how many times did he say they didn't do that? Oh, a whole bunch of times. Like, oh, we're not doing that. I'm like, of course you're not going to admit that you're committing crimes against humanity, fuckhead. I mean, it was an amazing amount of times in that one briefing. The the fight he was having with uh, Ted Cruz, uh, right? Oh, Ted yeah, Cruz with, and Paul. Yep, and and you're having that fight, and you say it that many times, and then all of a sudden it comes out as as you know lies. Yeah, we got. By the way, dude, we got the receipts. Here's the problem. The problem is, is that it is obvious, obvious. I mean, painfully obvious that the American public, in a in a in a general sense, or at least the 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 loudest of them, that that shows the rest of the world this is the way we think or whatever. They are defending all of them, all of them. Go to any post on anything, even if it was from CNN, 
and they're like, oh, you know, well, Fauci lied or something like that. You know, whatever the whatever the title is, basically Fauci lied, right? Yeah. Read through the comments. There's a bunch that say, you know, oh, fire Fauci and you know whatever. But the there's, usual stuff: fire him, investigate him, arrest his ass. You know, fire up the Nuremberg Nuremberg Tribunals 2.0 and get the fucking rope ready. Exactly. Because we got crimes against humanity, folks, and they need to be punished. But there's a lot of folks in there as well that are not trolls. No. The true they believers are, who defend everything the man does and says. Yes. Oh, he saved millions of people and we He's the reason people were dying in the first place, you fucking hammerheads. They're sitting there going, Oh, you know, praise Jesus for sending us Dr. Anthony Fauci. No, he, Jesus didn't send him. No, Jesus came from a little south, of, south of Jesus. Little, little south, <laughs> just, just a tad south of Jesus. Yes, uh, somewhere in a more warmer climate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, the, the more we learn about the dude, the more he reminds me of Joseph Mengele. Oh yeah, I mean, the guy who's like, I'm willing to experiment on people. I don't give a fuck who I hurt. I'm. Just, I, I want to learn. I want to expand my knowledge of science. I don't care what crimes against humanity have to be committed. Yeah, uh, that's that's Fauci's thing. He's getting all this famous dude. Dude, none of us knew existed until three years ago. His even though this dude has been eyeball deep involved in every fucking disease related thing the government's been involved in for forty years. Guy <laughs> spreading a lot of misinformation about AIDS back in the eighties, right? <laughs> it's like, yeah, how many? How much did he get wrong about that? And yet, he not only gets to keep his job, he gets promoted and gets pay raises. Uh oh, yeah, the H one N one stuff that he also did. Oh God, yeah, swine flu, which turned out to be just like in the okay, Ron, the sixty minutes thing. I've got it. Yeah, and then like, we we transitioned into that, that I motherfucker two years ago. <laughs> And I'm sitting here going, my God, does this sound familiar? Except this is from 1978. Yeah. Here we go. Oops. The flu season is upon us. Which type will we worry about this year? And what kind of shots will we be told to take? Remember the swine Need more flu volume. scare of 1976? That was the year the U.S. government told us all that swine flu could turn out to be a killer that could spread across the nation. And Washington decided that every man, woman, and child in the nation should get a shot to prevent a nationwide outbreak, a pandemic. Well, 46 million of us obediently took the shot. And now 4,000 Americans are claiming damages from Uncle Sam amounting to three and a half billion dollars because of what happened when they took that shot. By far the greatest number of the claims, two-thirds of them, are for neurological damage or even death allegedly triggered by the flu shot. We pick up the story back in 1976 when the threat posed by the swine flu virus seemed very real indeed. This virus was the cause of a pandemic in 1918 and 1919 that resulted in over half a million deaths in the United States as well as 20 million deaths around the world. See how easy it is to Thus, the U.S. government's publicity machine was cranked into action to urge all America to protect itself against the swine flu menace. Influenza is serious business. During major flu epidemics, millions of people are sick and thousands die. Well, this year you can get protection. The vaccines are safe, easy to take, and they can protect you against flu. 
I would just like to also say that my doctor, I, I love my doctor. She's awesome. And the reason that I love my doctor and the reason that I switched to this doctor, my previous doctor was the kind of guy who just, I mean, he ate up everything that was served. Yep. He was, he was woke. He was the person that just fell hook, line and sinker for all the stuff. And he didn't research anything on his own. The man had a double doctorate. One in, uh, um, thing was just like whatever the one for family practice is. GP. Like, yeah. Yeah. General, 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 practice, yeah, general yeah. practitioner. Yeah. And then his other doctorate was in, um, DNA, um, forget what it was. He, I mean, he talked about it a lot and I should remember, but he would always talk about how he was doing all that. I was like, dude, follow the science. I mean, that's what they're saying. Why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you doing your own research? Because you are, you are overqualified to do so. So I go to this doctor and this doctor, I think she's from, um, I think she's from venezuela um she's awesome she's one that said you know oh, okay um um she she sorry i got a message <laughs> from my fucking watch she was one that you know would say okay here's the reason why she's not telling me to do anything she's saying here's why you would want to here's why you wouldn't want to in any kind of thing Right, whether it was like the whole mask bullshit, and she she rolled her eyes rolled her eyes when we were talking about masks, and I was like, "You rock." <laughs> um, but anything, so she has to ask because that's their practice. They have to ask, "Are you getting the flu shot this year?" And I said, "No, it's sitting at about seven percent effectiveness." No, she goes, "Okay, cool," and then just yeah. moves on. It's like I trust my goddamn immune system right more than i trust what's in that fucking needle i'll take some more vitamin d yeah and i'll be i'll okay. take vitamin c and d i'll i'll take my centrum every day right i'm good i'll drink more orange juice i survived rona i'm fine <laughs> like never gotten a flu shot in my life i'm like i don't intend to start yeah no it you know it's it, they always say oh you have all of the the uh comorbidities for things like that you know you were a smoker uh, you have asthma, you're, you're obese, you have diabetes, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You have all the things. So you need to really protect yourself from this. And I'm like, yeah, by giving myself some weird concoction of ridiculousness that makes somebody else $12 billion a yeah. year, go fuck yourself. Yeah. I'll go put my health online for their profits. Yeah. Sure. I'm, I'm good. Thanks, though. I appreciate you. So roll up your sleeve. Protect yourself. One of those who did roll up her sleeve was Judy Roberts. She was perfectly healthy, an active woman, when in November of 1976, she took her shot. Two weeks later, she says, she began to feel a numbness starting up her legs. I joked about it at that time. I said, I'll be numb to the knees by Friday as it, if this keeps up. By the following week, I was totally paralyzed. So completely paralyzed, in fact, that they had to operate on her to enable her to breathe. Jesus. And for six months, Judy Roberts was a quadriplegic. The diagnosis? A neurological disorder called Guillain-Barre syndrome, GBS for short. 
These neurological diseases are little understood. They affect people in different ways. As you can see in these home movies taken by a friend, Judy Roberts' paralysis confined her mostly to a wheelchair for over a year. But this disease can even kill. Indeed, there are 300 claims now pending from the families of GBS victims who died, allegedly as a result of the swine flu shot. In other GBS victims, the crippling effects diminish and all but disappear. But for Judy Roberts, progress back to good health has been painful and partial. Now, I notice that your smile, Judy, is a little bit constricted. Yes, it is. Is it different from what it used to be? Very different. I have uh, a greatly decreased mobility in my lips. And uh, I can't drink through a straw on the right-hand side. I can't blow out birthday candles. Uh, I don't whistle anymore, for which my husband is grateful. It may be a little difficult for you to answer this question, but have you recovered as much as you are going to recover? Yes, this, this is it. So you will now have a legacy of braces on your legs for the rest of your life? Yes, the weakness in my hands will stay and the leg braces will stay. So Judy Roberts and her husband have filed a claim against the U.S. government. They're asking $12 million, though they don't expect to get nearly that much. Judy, why did you take the flu shot? I'd never taken any other flu shots, but I felt like this was going to be a major epidemic. And the only way to prevent a major epidemic of a, a really deadly variety of flu was for everybody to be immunized. Here's the thing. Have you all ever played that video game? Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, um, something Inc. Uh, infection ink or some, I forget what it's called. My, my, you I've know, I've never my, even heard of it. Ah, uh, what is it called? Um, uh, pandemic video game. Plague ink. It's a great game. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely great game. Um, however, um, it basically shows you that that kind of thing does not work. Yeah. If you say, oh, everybody needs to be immunized and that will get rid of it. I was like, well, no, if it's a if it's a good viral, you know, piece of work, it's going to mutate. Yeah. Especially if it was given the function of being able to get into humans. Gain of function. Of function. You take something that doesn't affect humans and start fucking around with other genes splicing into it to see oh can we create a version that actually is dangerous to people exactly mm. and not know the ramifications of it because that has never been introduced into the hu human genome yeah again folks this I, i've been saying it for a couple of years now this is essentially the plot of tom clancy's rainbow six Correct. the original book before any of the games came along all right, yeah, so you've got an organization that is a NATO organization that goes out and counterterrorism operations. Well, okay, the big overarching plot of the book is you've got a bunch of tree huggers, one of whom is the president's chief scientific advisor. <laughs> Her husband is the CEO of a biotech company, and the biotech company decides to weaponize the Ebola virus with the express goal of killing every human being on the planet. Because they believe that mankind is destroying the world, the only way to save the environment 
is to get rid of everybody. And in order to actually pull this off, because ordinary pandemics will burn themselves out once everybody isolates themselves, they develop a vaccine that is a live virus vaccine. It's a little too live. And that's the real vessel for spreading the disease around the world. Everybody panics and like, hey, we've been doing research on the Ebola virus for all. We've got something that looks really promising. And they say, oh, yeah, start turning yeah, limited clinical trials. They start churning it out to the world. Everybody like governments start demanding that people take it. Everybody panics. And they line up to get the shot. And then about three months later, they get sick. Mm-hmm. The idea being they don't blame the shot. And nobody connects the dots that it was this biotech company doing all this shit until it's too fucking late. Exactly. So when you've got people like Bill Gates, who's a virulent tree hugger, who's out there expressly saying that the world is overpopulated, and he's on record saying that new vaccines are a way to fix that. Other than the vaccines killing and sterilizing people, I fail to see how that will reduce the world's population. I would just again, like- folks. Um, Tom Clancy effectively predicted 9/11 at the end of Dead of Honor, and uh, effectively a decade after his death, uh, still getting it right. I would just like to say I pulled up the the latest numbers like the most recent numbers of the worldwide impact of the Rona. Here we go. Out of the entire population of the planet. What about 8 billion or so, or just shy of 8 billion? Yep, 7.888. percent of the population of the entire planet died from this. Less than a tenth of a percent. Correct. Out of all of the humans on the planet, right? Um, uh, only 8.5% of the entire population even caught it. <laughs> and the people that did catch it, only 1% of the people that caught it died from it. Yeah. And that number we know for in fact is inflated. Is overinflated. Because if you got into a car accident and your head was yeah. severed, but you tested How they positive, counted the deaths as we exposed mentioned on the show. Shit, dude. Multiple times. Our very first fucking show yes. on YouTube was deep six mid broadcast. Yeah. Because we started reading official statistics from the CDC's own website questioning the narrative. I'm like, hey, we're just like, wait a minute, your own data doesn't back up the panic narrative, so why the fuck? And then YouTube's like, nope. So I have a, I, I have something else that you should probably add to the COVID-19 numbers. Uh, the deaths associated with it. And why, what I mean by that is talk about the people that committed suicide. Yeah either by drug overdose or killing themselves in some other way or something like that as a result of the fact that they lost their job or their entire business, their entire business forced to close their doors. 
they're put out homeless or the fact that they weren't allowed to see other people. Yeah. They weren't allowed to leave their homes and they're like, you know, a single person that lives at home. They can't even exit their door. And like, especially like in the UK and stuff like that, if you left the door, they would have people in bio suits arrest you. This is literally happening in China to this day. There was a riot at the iPhone factory in China over this bullshit. Fucking insanity. And they're still literally welding people into their apartment buildings. Like they will weld a fucking bar across the fire escape emergency exit door on the ground <laughs> floor so that people can't get out of the building. And they'll fly around with a fucking drone with a loudspeaker past your high-rise apartment building saying, hey, uh, stay the fuck inside. If anybody's caught outside, get arrested, sent to prison, etc., etc. Shot. Shot. Just saying, ladies and gentlemen, you hear all these stories about people being locked down by force into their place. And again, just like I was saying before, the people that are defending this. Yeah. You're defending it saying, oh, well, they're just trying to help us. Tyranny in the name of safety. Exactly. <laughs> Pretty sure Ben Franklin had something to say about that. So, the, is, is safety, is, yeah, is freedom uh, well, more important than safety? Yes. Yeah, actually, it really is. So, if you're living in slavery, what's the fucking point? So, y'all talk about how, the, you know, oh, the people in the U.S., they're psychotic. They have, they have guns. And they, you know, why do you need guns? And I'm like... Y'all just got a fucking object lesson. I'm just gesturing to everything the last that's three happened. Years. For the last three years. Exactly. Like the last episode of The Shield. He's like, yeah, he gets arrested. You're under arrest. For what? For the last three years. <laughs> <laughs> like everything you fucking did. <laughs> like the entire run of this show. <sighs> Unreal. Uh, there is a Fauci portion of this. I'm trying to skip forward to it. We're not. We're still. This, by the way, folks, the thing we're playing here is a literal 60 minute segment on CBS on a Sunday night mainstream media news broadcast back in the days when cable TV was maybe just becoming a thing and only the rich people had it. So we're back in the day of what four channels that people watch. So yeah, 60 minutes. Tens of millions of people watched this when it aired 45 years ago. Yep. And I would just like to say that was, uh, what did it say, uh, 76? Uh, the, the swine flu epidemic, the swine flu issue was 76. I think this was, what, a year or two later when they aired this segment. It says 60 so This is minutes. late 70s. So. Oh, okay. But it's regard, yeah, it's regarding the aftermath of the 76 swine flu pandemic. And shit, they even have a picture in there of uh, President Gerald Ford getting the, getting his shot in the Oval Office. Exactly. All right, so just saying they uh, sued the government for $12 million, that would equal almost 60 today. Yeah. And they probably got, uh, uh, I don't know, I'd have to look it up, but they probably well, got Well, in the a, 80s, they actually changed the law to try to <coughs> stop indemnify this. vaccine manufacturers from all this liability from side effects like this. One of the reasons the whole Jenny McCarthy thing for years were all like, oh, God, what is your deal? I'm like, okay, maybe they weren't entirely off base. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Ah, oh, dude. 
Yeah, there's there's more to this. So, <laughs> talking about why the whole panic turned out to be bullshit. I think they just get in. They're just getting into explaining that. It's like, how did all this happen in the first place? Oh well. <laughs> uh, where did my screen go? God damn it! Like Joe Biden's head. Nineteen tabs. It began right here at Fort Dix in New Jersey in January of that year when a number of recruits began to complain of respiratory ailments, something like the common cold. An army doctor here sent samples of their throat cultures to the New Jersey Public Health Lab to find out just what kind of bug was going around here. One of those samples was from a Private David Lewis who had left his sickbed to go on a forced march. Private Lewis had collapsed on that march and his sergeant had revived him by mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Patient zero. But the sergeant showed no signs of illness. A few days later, Private Lewis died. If this disease is so potentially fatal that it's going to kill a young, healthy man, a middle-aged school teacher doesn't have a prayer. The New Jersey lab identified most of those soldiers' throat cultures as the normal kind of flu virus going around that year, but they could not make out what kind of virus was in the culture from the dead soldier and from four others who were sick. So they sent those cultures to the Federal Center for Disease Control in Atlanta, Georgia, for further study. A few days later, they got the verdict. Swine flu. But that much-publicized outbreak of swine flu at Fort Dix involved only Private Lewis, who died, and those four other soldiers who recovered completely without the swine flu shot. If I had known at that time that the boy had been in a sickbed, got up, went out on a forced march, and then Uh. collapsed and died... I would never have taken a shot. The rationale for our recommendation was not on the basis of the death of uh, a single individual, but it was on the basis that when we do see a change in the characteristics of the influenza virus, it is a massive uh, public health problem in this country. Dr. David Sensor, then head of the CDC, the Center for Disease Control in Atlanta, is now in private industry. He devised the swine flu program and he pushed it. You began to give flu shots to the American people in October of 76. October 1st. By that time, how many cases of swine flu around the world had been reported? There had been uh, several reported, but none confirmed. There had been cases in... See, that's another thing. The several cases... Around the world. Right. We had five at Fort Dix in New Jersey... One guy died because he was forced to go on a forced march. You know, like, hey, go put your rucksack on, put your Alice pack on, draw your weapon, and you're going to carry 100 pounds of gear on a fucking 12-mile ruck march. Exactly. While you should be in sick bay. Right. Dude, you. this is when you're like, I, 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 <laughs> I, I, I've got a doctor's note. <laughs> it's like, this is my ass not going on the march. Have fun, guys. Exactly. I'm going to go back to the barracks I've got the and fucking go. flu. <laughs> but it also says that, oh, we, you know, we haven't, uh, uh, what did he say? Uh, uh, they haven't been confirmed. Yeah. We get several cases around the world. They haven't been confirmed. And now you're trotting out. Everybody go get us a shot. And I'm like, huh? Several around the world. And you're screaming for people to get a shot. By the way, it said, oh, yeah, he's now in private industry. Fire up Google real quick and. I'll, I'll bet five will get you ten. The private industry he went into is one of the companies that was making this fucking thing. Hang on. Say it again. Hi, Drew. Howdy. <laughs> Howdy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It said this guy went into private industry after leaving the CDC. 
Five will get you ten. The private industry he works for is one of the companies that makes these fucking things. Just saying. See if we I can get, fire fire Google up real quick. See if there's any listings on there. <laughs> it's like I don't know what this what was yeah because they didn't have the subtitles like to spell the dude's name out. So I'm like, all right, it's yeah. We have to go back and find the. Well, uh, how do you say it again? Back up the video. It'll say his name again. Two shots to public change. Got up, went out on a forced march, and then collapsed and died. I would never have taken a shot. The rationale for our recommendation was not on the basis of the death of uh, a single individual, but it was on the basis that when we do see a change in the characteristics of the influenza virus, it is a massive uh, public health problem in this country. Dr. David Sensor, then head of the... Dr. David Sensor. Sensor. Who the fuck knows how that's spelled? I don't know. CDC, Dr. S- David. I, just, I don't know. Sensor. Like, yeah, S-E-N-S-O-R. Start with that. S-E-N-C-E-R is what it is. Okay. Where did he go after he left the CDC? Bible Get You 10 was one of the companies that was making the swine flu shot. Later Courier... After a short stint in the private sector as the senior VP of medicine at Becton, Dickinson and Company, Sensor in 82 uh, during the development of the AIDS epidemic in New York City rejoined the public sector as the health commissioner of uh, New York, whose mayor, Ed Koch, um, although some appreciated his arrangement of weekly, blah, 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 he, uh, he and his brain accounted, blah, blah, blah. Come on, come on. Well, I'm thinking, okay, private industry would have been in the late 70s. So this is pre-1982 was when Correct. this aired. Correct. So, okay, was it the, the, the place that it said he was uh, director or whatever it was? Click on that. What was it? Well, what uh, what business are they in? <laughs> he was the senior VP of medicine at Becton Dickinson and Company. Does that have a link? I'm not familiar does, with that. It does not, um, but mm-hmm. I'm searching for it. Advancing the world of health. They're a technology company. Where is the Wikipedia? I'd, I'd say just punch in that company's name and swine flu vaccine 1976 into Google and see what comes up. Or one of the other search engines, because who knows? Google loves to deep six the truth all the time. Exactly. Because Google owns YouTube, folks. We would know. It doesn't even have. Oh, this is a replacement of the company. Well, it's like Bayer AG is like, oh, yeah, we don't want to advertise that the folks who make Bayer aspirin also made Zyklon B. Right, exactly. It's like, <laughs> oh, and by the way, folks, Siemens, uh, yeah, about 20 years ago, they wanted to um, release a line of gas-powered ovens here in the United States. You know what the name of this product line was going to be? Zyklon. Siemens operated a factory at Auschwitz. Like, uh, I know, yeah, Zyklon is German for cyclone. And I'm like, yes. okay, uh, they, uh, they, they make vacuums, like their, their version of the, um, of the Dyson, which is called Zyklon. I'm like, okay, that makes sense for that name. Right. And I'm like, gas ovens called Zyklon. Did nobody at any point say, nein, we should not do this. <laughs> Maybe we should resig this. Abazit. <laughs> Oh, before they was like, and they were going to really, in America. And I'm like, you, you, you know, there's a substantial Jewish population in this country, right? Including a number of survivors 
that are here with us. (laughs) And I'm like, did y'all not at any point step, take one step back? Wow. All right. Go back to the, where, where the fuck is the video? Where the fuck? The CDC, the Center for Disease Control in Atlanta, is now in private industry. He devised the swine flu program, and he pushed it. You began to give flu shots to the American people in October of 76. October 1st. By that time, how many cases of swine flu around the world had been reported? There had been uh, several reported, but none confirmed. There had been cases in... uh, uh, Australia that were reported by the press, uh, by the news media. There were cases in... uh, None confirmed. Did you ever uncover any other outbreaks of swine flu anywhere in the world? No. Now, nearly everyone was to receive the shot in a public health facility where a doctor might not be present. Therefore, it was up to the CDC... Oh, does that sound familiar? (laughs) Go to Walgreens, folks. Walgreens... (laughs) I got mine in the parking lot of the local mall. I drove up in my car. And they just... And they yanked my arm. And then I left. It is also interesting watching this video. You realize, oh yeah, this is pre-AIDS. Because they're using the same air injection gun on everybody. On everybody. I'm like, oh yeah, obviously AIDS wasn't a thing yet. (sighs) Right. Jesus. To come up with some kind of official consent form giving the public all the information it needed about the swine flu shot. This form stated that the swine flu vaccine had been tested. What it didn't say was that after those tests were completed, the scientists developed another vaccine. And that was the one given to most of the 46 million who took the shot. That vaccine was called X53A. Zyklon B. (laughs) Folks, they say, oh, it's FDA approved. Really? Comirnaty. When is actual bottles of that, actual vials of that, the FDA-approved shot, when has that actually been administered to anybody? Exactly. The FDA-approved shot from Pfizer. You can't actually get that. It's it's all the experimental one. And, oh, yeah, by the way, it's like, it's been FDA-approved. Hey, we developed a new one, by the way, and that's the one you're actually going to get. And I'm like, um, folks... See, the, I really want, and I, I'm going to have to contact my cardiologist about this. My cardiologist, current cardiologist, and the previous one, because I do have a different one because my insurance changed since those original scans, and he doesn't accept the blah, blah, blah. <coughs> um, I have to get the scans that he did, because my heart attack was in the uh descending aortic um vein in the back of your heart or descending aortic um the artery in the back of your heart it's called the widow uh, called the widow maker because it can't be seen in any like diagnostics i mean just so it's kind of thing you can't tell it's blocked until it gives you a major problem right and that's why it's called the widow maker because you you're just kind of like standing there and then all of yeah. a sudden you're like not standing there anymore. It, all, all of a sudden the mafia hitman walks up with a 22 and puts three in the back of your head. Exactly. And they, <laughs> so um, when I went through, they did what's called a transesophageal echo back then uh, where they literally take an echocardiogram or a, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, what's it called? 
um, ultrasound thing. Ultrasound. And stick it down your throat. On the end of a stick, and they stick it down your throat, like past your larynx and everything, like down here. And they take images of all your shit. Basically do that same echo that they do like this across your chest, you know, looking at that or looking at a baby or whatever. They do it from inside to get rid of the rib cage, to get rid of the muscle, you know, the, the pecs. Uh, to get rid of you know the epidermal yeah, layer, it, it's your esophagus running b- from your mouth to your stomach, right behind where your heart is. So hey, we stick this thing right here, and it's got a really clear view of the back of your heart right there. And he said afterwards, because I I was you know I'm a nerd, so I you know know those know of those things, right? Um, I I asked him flat out. Well, how about the Widowmaker? Is the Widowmaker Widowmaker okay? And he said, yes, your Widowmaker is fine. That was three years before my heart attack. Hmm. So you're telling me. No reason to be concerned. Like, okay, I lose a bunch of weight, literally drop 100 pounds, and suddenly that particular artery in my heart has developed a blockage. And a ninety. So either you missed it three years ago, or or something else in my body created the clot, and it got. And and there's bad a new facts. thing that it was introduced into your body about a year ago. Exactly. So I feel like calling my cardiologist and be like, "Hey, bro, <laughs> can I get the records from that transesophageal?" Yeah, do you happen to have those scans? Like, can I just have them? Yeah, I'm gonna need to take a look at those. Like a little comparison here, the lawyers are going to want not not to sue you. Well, probably not to sue you because I'm assuming you didn't just miss it, right? I like, yeah. I'd like to get a second opinion on the same scan that you took, and it's like, hey, doc, uh, he didn't miss anything, right? Well, and, and honestly, even if it was like if he missed it, okay, he missed it, and there's a reason that it's called the widow maker, and it's the, it's hard to spot. It's the blind spot of the human body. I got it. I wouldn't call it for for you know malpractice on him that caused my heart attack. I'm not gonna no. But it's the kind of thing where it's like it's like just just to, just to be sure, Doc. I mean, it's not something like glaringly was, obvious. Like, hey, I'm three years away from having an MCI, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, uh, yeah, I, I'm not three years away from this thing actually becoming my widowmaker. It's like, no, okay, it's it's not a glaring flaw that was missed. You no, know, I I was else. telling him, you know, I would even sign something to be completely yeah. honest with you. It's like I'll indemnify you. It's like just right. it's like, dude, I'll sign a release. It's like indem- you know, releasing you completely. I just want to know what the fuck happened. Yeah, I just want to have some another clue as to the mystery here. So, I have a feeling that I would probably find something, especially about all this other shit that's coming out. And you didn't even have the damn Rona until you got the shot. That's the thing. (laughs) You made it through two years of this shit. Fine. Until you decide to go on a cruise and then to, you know, get jumped through their hoop. You went and did this and immediately got sick. See, there's two people that that could actually be um, sued within that. Right. It would be. Well, it wouldn't really be the Royal Caribbean folks. Right, because that's who we were going. Well, that's how, yeah. who they ended up um, sailing with, because that's who our tickets were through. You know, it wouldn't be them. You know, because it would be like, all right, 
you weren't forced to go. You didn't even even end up going. You couldn't because yeah. you tested positive. So, you know, whatever. Did they give you a refund for <sighs> partial. Yeah, that was the annoying bit. I'm like, I did what you told me to do. I got your goddamn shot and then I got sick. Right. And then the minimum, you give me a full fucking refund and a sorry, good luck. Exactly. And that I, I did. I'm not asking for damages here. You're I do think I All did I want get is a, my money um, back. I think I did get a future cruise credit though. Okay. They gave you store credit. Yeah. Essentially for, for a bunch of it, but they did give me a refund for, you know, like, like the packages and stuff like that for me. Um, which was great. I got about, I don't know, seven or $800 back on the whole thing, but you know, it wasn't like the two grand, yeah. <laughs> you know? still less than half. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I was cool with what they got. Plus the future cruise credit was nice of them, you know? Okay. Shitty luck. I didn't buy the, uh, um, uh, the insurance or whatever, the travel insurance that you could basically cancel all the way up to like a couple hours before the cruise. You know, if for, you know, a medical emergency or something like that, you know, whatever, which obviously or was. some major life emergency or like, I, I just can't go. It was like, oh, right. Mom's in the hospital. Right. And I'm like, I can't go. Yeah. And, you know, you can all the way do it down to like, you know, it's like 12 hours or something like that. But the minimum for me on this one, I think was either it was either 24 or 48 hours. I forget what it was, but it had literally just passed when I got the results from the test that basically said that I couldn't go. It was the night before. So yeah, it was 24 hours because it was the night before and Jenny and Roy were about to leave. They're about to get in the car and go. So I was, I called like they left and I called like uh, 24 hours, you know, the Royal Caribbean or whatever. Uh, I called and I said, Hey, <laughs> we were about to walk out the door finally got the call i've got the rona you know obviously can't go um you know can we get you know at least my point back my wife and my daughter they're leaving right now for miami and that's when the lady told me that it was within the 24 hours or something like that that they couldn't do anything so we kind of fought <laughs> back and forth on the phone for a little bit until she finally uh, was able to find that she can give me all my packages back at least like, you know, the drink and, and, you know, uh, excursions and et cetera, all that shit back and taxes and all the taxes and stuff like that, but not the package, not, not like not the ticket itself. Yeah. So I did get a future cruise credit for that one though. There's a reason why Royal Caribbean, Royal Caribbean does rock out loud. Just saying. However, PSA, ladies and gentlemen, get the little Thing, the Travel little insurance because especially these days shit happens yeah fix your shit <laughs> it's, it's, if it's an option it's like getting the insurance get on a rental car it's like fuck yeah just get it <laughs> exactly just I get can, it i can do donuts in this motherfucker like, in no, the no, parking no. lot I, i'd be the most responsible fucking driver on the planet very first car accident i ever got into some asshole ran a red light and ripped the front end off my car mm -hmm. it's like wasn't anything i did wrong trying to remember um only one accident i've ever been in was my fault and that was the one at the end of my street <laughs> and now most of my family has gotten in an accident at the end of my street and there's still no traffic light there 
50 years after this street was created. I'm just saying. There's been a I lot of she told me that because every time I come to visit, I'm like, I'm just like, oh, it's just another, you know, <laughs> it's just another intersection. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's like exit of a neighborhood. Okay. I uh, pulled out of, you know, these hundreds and hundreds of times. I was like, okay. I was like, no, I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's apparently cursed. Well, mine was, it was like uh, six o'clock in the morning or something like that during the, the winter time. Morning rush. Yeah. Morning rush, winter time, still dark, pitch black, um, and uh, uh, cold as fuck. So the windows were all fogged up for everybody and, and stuff like that. My, you know, heater was on and stuff, and it was, it was clearing up. Um, I thought it was good. You know, so I'm I'm at the end of the street turning left onto that road. So, you know, you have to cross the, the divided median, right? <sighs> Looks clear. Look over to the right. I'm going to have to wait in the middle. Okay, no worries. Go. Still clear. Pulling up in the middle. And when I was looking to the right to see if I could get, you know, if I could go ahead, when I looked in the front to say, okay, I can't, I'm going to slow down so I can stop in the middle and wait for these folks to go by. As when I turned my head back around, all of a sudden there was a car there. Like, no car, no car, no car. Yeah, cars, okay, no car, no Where car. Where the fuck you come from? <laughs> Over here, car, boom, car. Another Cavalier at the time, as a matter of fact, the two-door version. It was primer gray ah and the lights were off so i slammed on the brakes couldn't stop fast enough t-boned is your freaking neighbors down the street or whoever lived in that house before them apparently <laughs> the neighbors with the cherry bomb mufflers. yes i wish it would have at least been able to hear the fuck boy vehicle well, no i mean it's whoever lived there beforehand it's like oh yeah we've got janky ass cars <laughs> yeah. uh, and I, I think this one just was one of those ones because it was at the time that Chevy had really bad clear coats so Ooh, yeah so you leave them out in the sun and they all turn into freaking skin cancer and some people <laughs> target just, liver spots some people would just some people would just spray paint over the motherfucker because it, it was better than having your entire uh, uh, outer shell of the car rust yeah and that's what happened to my sister's Cavalier. As a matter of fact, it started getting rust pits because the the clear coat was razor thin and obviously wouldn't stand up to the test of time. And it went through the color coat and the primer coat all the way down to the metal. All the way down to the metal. And yes. cart and metal cancer showed up. Correct. So Great. this car, primer the gray. The tin worm came out. Doink, right? Well, she uh, was a... Um, um, uh, 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 one of the cooks, or I think she was one of the the cafeteria cooks at the school, right? Yep. And she already had a brace on her hand, and she already and she at the time had a or a, uh, a restricted license because of her eyesight. Her restricted license said you can only drive from sun up to sundown. Okay. Well, she had to be in for the breakfast or whatever at the school, and that means she was driving against her license, right? So she shouldn't have been there. It was validated that her lights were off, turned off on the the switch on the uh, the the handlebar or on the uh, turn signals where you turn them on. Those were all off. Um, it was primer gray in a uh, uh, foggy morning in icy kind of conditions 
in the pitch black when she shouldn't have been there. So obviously the she tried to she tried years later to sue me. Because you were driving illegally and you didn't even think to turn your fucking lights on. This is somehow my fault. And she tried to sue me at the time that I was still I don't think I had turned 18 yet. And this was like when I was like like fresh 16. Like I had just started driving. Just yeah, you just had the permanent license. Exactly. Uh, back then when they were vertical. <laughs> oh god, I remember those days. <laughs> um Texas was like that too. If you're under 21, they were vertical. When you were 21, you get a reissue that's horizontal and that's That was fun for some you go drink on your 21st birthday, you're like, "Trust me, dude, just look at the date." Right. <laughs> <laughs> you're under 21 not anymore not anymore <laughs> that shit sideways <laughs> like, no but it's still a vertical license because it's your 21st birthday and you don't have the new one oh yet. good point <laughs> that's what i'm saying i went drinking my dad took me to margaritaville in orlando for my first legal beer it was the same day that the shuttle was launching by the way that was fun nice <laughs> it's like fourth of july 2006 Nice. So, yeah, so I drop him off at Orlando Airport so we can catch the flight home, and then I hop my ass on the beeline and zip over to the Cape. Didn't get there in time, so we had to stop like 20 miles out from I-95. Just everybody's pulling over to the side of the fucking road and just like, stopping. We all get out and take, you know, like cameras ready and all that shit. <laughs> all of a sudden you hear... Yeah, that's fun. I was like, all right, go to Margaritaville. I'm going to have my first legal beer. He goes, are you 21? I am now, bitch! Nice. Yeah. I'll say this. I'll tell the story. It's a short story. My first drink was at this awesome little restaurant that we loved. It was right down the street. Um, um, I don't remember its name. It's been gone so long. But it was one of those places that it wasn't a chain. It was just here. It was like a Texas roadhouse kind of a place. But really done really well. And it wasn't corporate. So, you know bullshit happening from some R&D somewhere from somebody who's not from Texas. And it was awesome. I loved that place. That's also where I got my first drink. It was after school or uh, after uh, getting back from, you know, school, riddle school. Um, We went to this place and my parents got me. My first drink was a shot. But unfortunately, they either talked to my sisters first or they were just like giggling and said, ha ha, this would be funny. And I'm hoping it's the latter because if it's not, I'm going to beat my sisters. <laughs> they got me a shot called a blowjob. Ah, yes. <laughs> it is gold Schlager shot with whipped cream right on the top. And the way you have to drink it is put your hands behind your back Reach down as if you're giving a blowjob. Put your hand, put your mouth around it, drink it, and put it back down. I did not do that. I, I just way. had a draft Budweiser. <laughs> 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 Keep it fucking simple. Remember, my dad when I was a young boy ruined me for uh, beer until obviously recently. Yeah. I don't know. My, my grandpa, my mom's dad, when he had a heart attack about 25, 30 years ago, he said his sense of taste changed significantly afterwards. And it was, yeah, it was actually shortly after the uh, the heart attack when we went down to the NASCAR race. Yep. 
few months later. Mm-hmm. Last August, September, mm-hmm. August. Yeah. August, I think. Yeah. And I'm like, I got, I got, I got a big old tall boy IPA or whatever from the low, you know, from one of the, the, the concession stands or whatever. And Ron's like, can I try that? And I go, yeah, let me try. Yeah, sure. <laughs> he's like, I like this. And I'm like, yeah, literally that <laughs> face. I remember that face he made yeah. right there. <laughs> like, who are you and what have you done with my friend Ron? Exactly. Because when do you like beer? Like, Let oh, alone IPAs. That's like not even like, oh, it's just like entry level beer. No, 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 no. That's like 300 level courses. That's the kind of, that's that's not the gateway drug beer. No, that's that's <laughs> the shit when you've got a, like, a, like you, you got a habit, you got to feed. You know what I'm saying? And you know, it's <laughs> funny. I don't like anything that that what you have finally described to me as hoppy right yes and then i was like you were like yeah but you'd like the hoppiest beer ever that you yeah. went ahead and had it's as like, your first it's, beer. yeah it's they deliberately did it that way because hops are a natural preservative and i'm like they realize hey you know what there are a bunch of different kinds of hops and okay you get like a citrus flavor or like a floral flavor or like a piney kind of flavor and it's like all sorts of different shit that they can do with it and it's like, oh, yeah. And, it, and it's like, everybody's like, well, only hipsters like IPAs. I'm like, hey, fine. Call me a fucking hipster. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I got the my very first drink. And the one that ruined me for, for beer was a lager. It was Just a Boston, standard. Yeah. Sam Adams, Austin lager. That's and, heavy lager. <laughs> and that's the one that, that ruined me for it. Now, I got the dregs. You Sam, know. Well, yeah, but even so, Sam Adams is heavy. Is his bold flavor for lager? Yeah, yeah. I was it's like, really like Yingling. I'm like, that's that's the gateway drug for beer. <laughs> I, I was like nine. <laughs> Even so, but I'm like, okay, nine you, or you're 10. starting off with a beer with a very bold flavor, like Sam Adams. Like, no, no, start off like a Yingling. That stuff is so accessible. Oh my god! What? <laughs> I had to fart. I had to. Oh, you just you just gas masked your whole friggin' gas chamber, your whole fucking studio. <laughs> that, Thank God this radio show ain't smell o vision, friends. Right. I'm I Brandon, if you're listening, be glad that you did not come downstairs for this show. <laughs> you would have to literally toke a bowl just to cancel out the smell in that joint right now. <laughs> He'd be like doing that retching sound that he does. <laughs> he and his sister, my wife. They make the exact same sound when they do that. I mean, it is identical in every way. Identical. And it's not like they learned it together or something like that. No. It's that's just the genetic reaction, apparently. Some nasty smell, like my wife is like, you know, cleaning out something like everybody does it. You know, you put some leftovers away in some little container or whatever, and you put it in the fridge and you forget, forget about, about that it for two weeks. You pick it up and it's growing penicillin. And you open it, and then it, it's, it's you know that that's the thing is I look, I see fuzz growing on my leftovers. I don't even smell them. Like, no, nope, hold I'm, this shit at arm's length, dump it in the fucking trash, and clean the fucker out under the sink. Don't even breathe. Don't just, breathe. Just hold your fucking breath before you unlid the thing, yes. unless you can't see through the lid. And it's like, but yeah, like all, all of my Tupperware you can see through, so I can tell what the fuck it is before you unlid the bitch. No, make sure it's not growing. So, <laughs> make sure you don't have a freaking science experiment growing in your fridge. One time I did have a ripper, and it was in the car with Brandon. 
Well, and, at least in a car, you can roll the fucking windows down. I don't care how cold it is. Roll the no, fucking no, windows down. Raining like like in the hurricane we were driving Pissing through. down rain. Right. Raining yes. sideways. It's sideways. Like, all right. Well, okay. It's coming in sideways. We'll do the downwind windows. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ripped one in the car. I forget where we were going. But he instantly started making those exact same sounds that his sister makes and i'm just like i was laughing the whole time i'm dying laughing not just because you know i'm a i'm a immature motherfucker and then i laugh at fart jokes but it, like the, the hearing the fact that, that it the sounds were identical except for you're his like, voice is deeper that was yeah, pretty much you're it. Like, wait a minute is this uh, I, what it's a male <laughs> voice making the same sound as my wife <laughs> cracked me up and that was at a time, I guess there was like a, <laughs> there was a medicine change, I think going on. And apparently I asked my doctor about it because I never really had any, like, you know, my fart, you know, younger or whatever. It wasn't like death, right. You know, arising from, yeah, the, it wasn't like, all right, we've, we, we, yeah, I've, I'm, I'm now cooking up some Zyklon B. In <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it was never like that. Yeah. You're and not then, cooking up a gas chamber. And then all of a sudden for like six months straight or something like that. Um, everyone would almost kill, like just now would almost kill me. And I'm just like, and it's your own brand, which is really weird. What the fuck? <laughs> and the doctor said, you got a yeah, window in that studio now. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. I think I've gotten used to it or it's, or it's dissipated by now. Um, but, uh, I, I asked her, I was like, all right, so have any of the medications that I'm on, did any of them talk about like nasty flatulence or something like that? And she goes, yeah, um, I don't know. Let me take a look at that up for you. I was like, cause yeah, I won't do it to you. Cause it's not nice. It's not like, nice. Uh, side effects may include ass cancer. <laughs> <laughs> side effects may include chemical warfare. <laughs> That's what the damn balloon was doing. There you go. That's what the fucking balloon, that's what the Chinese balloon was doing. They were farting, farting on us all the time. Coast to farting. coast. One farting. long crop dust. <laughs> so, yeah, she said that one of them does uh, have uh, um, um, interesting releases sometimes in the gastric chambers. So, that is probably what causes deadly flatulence. So, I went from being silent but deadly and not smelling like anything. I, mean, I don't know how many times I ripped well, it's ass. It's not very deadly if it doesn't smell bad. And that's the whole deadly part. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Mine were just silent. It was a, They're just oh. silent. I'm like, okay, that's just air. <laughs> Um, like if it doesn't if it doesn't smell like literally something crawled up your ass and fucking died, <laughs> then it's not deadly. It was me and a friend of mine. We were in the same class two years in a row. And we were the most flatulent of people and were children back then we were literally children and he and i would rip ass in this class all the fucking time <laughs> we were almost famous for how much ass we ripped yes folks the show's devolved into that <laughs> and you at any point it. you could turn yeah <laughs> Don't lie. <laughs> like, folks, it's, here's a little bit of life advice I'm going to give you. Love is like a fart. If you have to force it, it's probably shit. And on that note, and it's on that bombshell. <laughs> 
What were you talking about today on the show? Oh, you know, uh, uh, Fauci and lies, government. um, And 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 mad farts. Farts. Because, you know, reasons. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. Just go ahead and... Folks, we absolutely love you. Hey, shit lords. We'll talk to you in just a few minutes. We'll catch you on the flip side. Catch you on the... Um... If you're not a shitlord, though, we're not going to talk to you again today. But if you want us to talk to you again today, you must become a shitlord by going to theporchfactor.com slash, hey, guess what? Be a shitlord. Porchfactor.com slash be a shitlord. Sign up. Support the show. You get instant access to the shitlord clubhouse. And you can watch the other half of this show that you have been hopefully enjoying if not, you can come watch. I mean, it's a train wreck. So you can, you know, we all got to watch train wrecks. I mean, what else are you supposed to do? <laughs> this originally started as the wreck with DJ Ravio Ravio. It was literally called the wreck. years ago. Yes. Yes. So, uh, uh, yeah. So if you're not a shitlord, porchfactor.com slash be a shitlord. Uh-oh. And sign up. Be awesome. Because right now you're a lab attendant. If you're not talking to us, if you're also talking to us, then you are a stoop kid. But you can graduate, as it were, to shitlord. And yeah, that's about it. So we are out. It'll be a little bit of a break while you get signed up and you get logged in and all that stuff to the other side. And remember, that's the only place you can actually hear it. And yeah, we'll we'll, we'll talk to you. If you don't join, we'll talk to you next week. Adios. We love you. Bye-bye. Why don't you come?